Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready after she belches into the there microphone? You go. Yeah, there you go. I'm ready. I'm, I'm really disappointed. Mic. I'm disappointed I'm, that you didn't put the belch on the recording. I, mean, I did a small one for you. I figured, if you could you know. time it. Like better next time, Jamie. I wanted to talk Fine. to you about your timing in this recording because we are fucking professionals. <laughs> so what we're talking about today, first of all, let's talk about the fact that all three of us get to make a living writing, uh, immersing ourselves, doing tarot readings in tarot. And that's really rad, you know? And, um, and I got to be honest with you, it's hard as fuck. It's really difficult because um, what this episode is about today, we're calling it coming out of the broom closet, but it's also about revealing to people that you do tarot. And there are a couple of things that I wanted to touch on because I do think that there are a lot of really old, like some people still don't adopt black cats. And I'm like, all right, okay, first of all, do you know how awesome they are? And secondly, that's literally a hundred year old fucking rumor um, that was attached to witchcraft and therefore black cats are evil or whatever. Um, but like, so that is still a prevalent thing. So why wouldn't we think that the discrimination that happens against people who identify as witches or pagans or terror readers still exists? You know what I mean? So if a stupid rumor about black cats is still out there, people still talking shit about us. And Mm -hmm. I have a story about story time. Um, I live in a pretty, like a little small town outside of St. Louis And, um, I told one friend that I was a witch. This is probably 12 years ago. And by the next week, one of my other friends, and literally I have like three friends in this town. One of my other friends said, my hairdresser said, do you know this one woman who lives here? Did you know that she's a witch? And I mean, it happened in a week, in one week in a small town. And I had just read that day that a witch in Florida, someone threw a Molotov cocktail through her window um, because she was a witch. And so, you know, it makes me really, it made me really, really nervous because my kids were little and my kids lived in my house with me. Well, now what if they find out I do tarot readings? Jesus Christ, you know, the devil's Uno, my God. Um, So for the longest time, my last name, which is Sonova, by the way, C-Y-N-O-V-A, like Casanova, but still differently. Um, anyway, my last name, Sonova, had never been attached to terror or witchcraft until my first book came out when I was 41. The reason for that is I don't want my house to be set on fire. And I don't want my children to be bullied because their mom's a witch and a terror reader. And luckily, they have a different last name than I do, so I don't have to worry about that. And also, they're big and almost grown now, and they can take care of themselves mostly, mostly. But I'm still like, I, when people ask me where I live, I say St. Louis. And the reason for that is I got such a ration of shit throughout my lifestyle or throughout my lifetime for doing tarot readings and for being a witch that I'm not going to subject my family to it. So I still, to this day, I'm not Little Fox Tarot anymore. So I'm not hiding behind my totem. And I'm not, you know, I'm not secret anymore. So I came out of the broom closet and the tarot closet. 
But I am also very careful because there are a lot of fucking wackadoos out there and I don't want any of them to find me. Thank you very much. So I know that you, Jamie, you're nodding. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, I didn't really tell anybody that I was, you know, buying a tarot deck when I was a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, I had my money and I did it, but I did kind of hide it at home. So, you know, it's that idea that these myths, the, the discrimination of being, you know, like how we were talking before we, I rudely burped and started the record cat, um, (laughs) the record cast record. Yeah. The, the, the the podcasting, um, is that, (laughs) you know, we have these, these weird things. I felt weird. I felt like I had to hide it. So like, even though I was in my room with the deck, yeah. Anytime Linda or the family would barge in, you know, by the way, consent for kids and teens is so important. If you're a parent and you have a teen, knock before coming in. It, it really does help the anxiety of that child, no matter what they're doing, even if it's homework. But every time I, you know, have the cards out or something, Linda would come in or my sister would come in and um, I would like you know, grab them and hide them or put a pillow yeah. over it. And then, you know, they wanted me to do a reading, but I, I never felt comfortable because I didn't get how to do a reading. And this was again, mid eighties. But when I really came out of both the um, paganism, the, the magic closet and the tarot closet, I was carrying a deck with me all the time and studying. I had a, at least one tarot book when I was doing that. And I wasn't really doing readings at this point mm-hmm. either. I was just trying to learn more about the various decks I had or something. And I had a couple of um, Christian friends. And this was in the early 2000s. So again, you know, back then we were still, I I felt progressive. I felt, hey, I could, you know, go to a coffee house and lay these cards down and nobody's going to. We have freedom of religion in this country. Yeah. I felt all that. Until one day my friend, um, I don't want to name his actual name. Yeah. Jim. Jim. Looked at me and said, um, you know, I don't like it when you have those cards out in front of me you know, around me. Can you just not have your tarot in front of me? And then later on, um, after I bought my first house, I had had this weird closet that wasn't really a broom closet. I mean, it was like you could do freaking one person yoga studios, little tiny room. And I turned that into my altar room. And Jim was like, if you're going to ask me to help you do any pagan things, that's a big no. And I told him to leave my house. I said, number one, you don't come into my house and diss who I am. And I, I literally asked him Word. to leave. I said, I love you. You know, you know, like a brother, <laughs> you are a good friend, but no, this, yep, this has GTFO. to stop. I turned to his girlfriend who I know that they're married now, which is pretty amazing considering, you know, I, 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 you know, we don't talk anymore, but you know, I, I knew them for God, 20 years, almost 20 years at that point. I looked at her and I said, I know you care about me. I know you love me. I know his heart's in the right place but I can't, I can't have him be this negative around me. I can't have him diss what I do and diss my own beliefs. And yeah. she and I, you know, she knew that I wasn't going to hell. She's like, I get it. You've got a good soul. And, you know, I'm sorry that he can't see it. But yeah, people, I mean, these are people I cared about. And I still, on their birthdays, I will silently say happy birthday to them because they were a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. They helped me through a lot of depression and suicide during my college you know, years. And, but to have them, you know, look at me that way, 
after knowing me before paganism and the tarot. And and then yes. you know, nothing changed with me. It was just now I have cards and now I have my own path of spirituality that I can play with and grow. It was like for him, I was persona non grata who needed to be saved. Ugh. And that just right. it hurts. And that's it's disrespectful because it implies that you're not an adult who fully thinks through your decisions. And also it's none of your goddamn business, Jim. Yeah. Um, like I don't go into my parents' house and knock the crosses off their walls because I'm not what a fucking asshole. And if people would approach tarot and paganism or witchcraft the same way, that would be great, you know. And you, there is no, you know, worse bad, obviously. But it it kind of one of the things I want to talk about in this is it's it's very similar to kids who are not out at home. So I want to talk to all of the bonus kids out there, all of the like little witches and little tarot readers who have to hide what you do. Keep hiding it until you don't have to. There's no reason that you should feel any pressure, any less of a pagan or a witch. It's kind of like I had, um, I had this, this, I have seven people every year on um, bisexual appreciation day or whatever the fuck. Like, I know your ankles are cold. Why don't you wear socks day? I think that's what it's really called. <laughs> that's um, cute. That's who cute. say, and, and I always talk about them. I always, I always come out really loud now for the last three years, even though it makes me supremely uncomfortable to talk about my sexuality in public because there are seven people who can't come out. And they have emailed me in the past and they said, every time you say something about it, it makes me feel braver because they're married to someone of the same gender, or they've never been able to express their bisexuality because of religion or, you know, whatever. So whenever I come out, so do seven other people. And like, so I feel that pressure on me. Right. And, but I'm an adult and I'm, I'm old enough to make, to take that pressure and make that decision. When I was 14, if someone asked me if I was queer or if I was a witch, or if I did tarot readings, I would say, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Absolutely. And I would even say these tarot things, it's just a joke. They're just for fun. It's like a Ouija board or whatever. They don't work. And I would completely downplay what the tarot cards did. So people would accept me. And so I wouldn't feel nervous around them or othered or scared. So if you're in the tarot or witch closet, fucking stay there. If you're there for a reason, stay there. And also, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. We're going to have it in the show notes, too, because sometimes tarot and magic really are a part of who you are. And if you have to shove a piece of who you are down, down, down for a long time, you start to choke on it. And so we just want to make sure that everyone knows that... It's okay if you don't want to share what you do. I didn't until I was 41. It's okay if you don't want to share your spirituality. It's nobody's fucking business. Religion is private. And it's okay. Like I even wrote in my book that I have this little pentacle that I always wear. And whenever I would go to work, I would tuck it inside of my shirt. That was as long ago as three, four years, four years ago, I would still tuck my little pentacle away when I had a work meeting because I didn't want to get any shit about being a witch. So, and Hillary, I know you guys <laughs> I'm talking a lot. Nice I'm just segue. Like, I'm feeling hot about this. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I grew up in a pr- pretty, you know, progressive area where I didn't really, f- 
Yeah, you're a success story. Well, but here's the thing. Even in that progressive area, um, I still, I I mean, I came from a small town, you know, like, and and Mm -hmm. everyone talked about everybody. And, you know, it was like, you know, small town last name. Oh, you're this this person's sister. You're this person's daughter or, you know. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I I feel like, you know, on my nature walks and, you know, doing my um, concoctions from, you know, creek water and, and rose water, you know, like I was, I was a little witch. I just didn't know I was, mm-hmm. I didn't have that label at the time. And also, you know, like I grew up to be a Sunday school teacher in my teens. Like I was totally like, I was totally into it. I was, um I was an altar girl or the equivalent, the, you know, Protestant equivalent. Um, and I did that for seven years, you know, like I was, I was good mm-hmm. Christian everything. Um, and you know, on the down low, I was reading books on ESP and to write a to silver, write a silver broomstick. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah silver yeah. The silver big blue book. Right? Yep. Well, then there was Bucky's big blue book. Bucky's big blue book. Yeah. Scott Cunningham as well, I believe. Um, So, you know, and I was like hanging out in the occult sections or whatever. And, you know, by the, by the way, many big retail bookstore chains stop putting the Bibles and the new age section in the same area. I know you zone for it, but don't because I've had to have several uncomfortable conversations with people that don't understand and have tried to convert me to the ways of Jesus. And I'm just like, yeah, Jesus, he's a really cool guy. Like I agree with you. Oh, you God. know, but <laughs> I wish more of his followers acted like fuck off. So it's just like listen, there's nothing in paganism that says I can't right. tell assholes to G- fuck Jesus, off. That's what Jesus I like was about a good guy. He had some great ideas, but his followers have forgotten. Right. So some yeah, of his followers, you. some thank of you. them are yeah. really, really awesome. Like my folks and my friend, Jenny, but like, you know, they're not the loud ones. They're the ones who are quietly acting like the person that their religion is based on. And, and honestly, that's kind of what this whole thing about is, is that, you know, there, I saw this thing on the daily show with Tony Blair, who was at the time the prime minister of England. And he was talking with John Stewart and uh, John Stewart said, so you recently converted to Catholicism. And he kind of looked at the camera a little weirdly. And he goes, and Tony Blair goes, well, yes, but in, in England, religion is considered rather private. And I was like, that should be the same yeah. everywhere, you know? And like, as much as it, like Hillary got her first tarot deck from her mom, like Jamie's been reading forever. I, my parents, no, you, I know you got it for, for her, her for your mom and, and yeah. your mom got it for yeah. I know, for. but that's math. It's a transitive property of tarot. And like my first tarot client was my father. You know what I mean? So like within my Roman Catholic growing up, I was doing tarot readings for, you know, bottles of Jack Daniels, like whatever, not for my dad. My dad only drinks crown. Um, But, uh, you know, there, there's always a mixing, but there's also, you know, we have a, a, a gradient here. There's the cool people you can talk to about tarot who love you and, Like one of my friends let me do magic on her baby and a blessing, even though they're super Christian, because she said you would never do anything to hurt my baby. So I did a little blessing for her when she was born Um, to the people like when I was like in my thirties who tried to flip over my tarot table and knocked everything down and threw Christian pamphlets at me. So we have a gradient of, of tolerance. And if you're a minor and you're stuck in where you live and you can't make choices about, you know, where to go, 
then if you need to hide, hide. If you need to only read books at Barnes and Noble, do that. If you need to keep your tarot decks at your friend's house, fine. I get it. It's totally fine. You're not less of a tarot reader. And if you do magic, you know, like Hillary said, and you're an altar boy on the weekends, fine. That's okay too. And if you want to be out and loud and proud and brave, like our Jamie, that's fine too. If you want to sit at a coffee table and own that fucking coffee, I guess it's not a coffee table. It's a table in a coffee place. Would that make it yes, a coffee table? I think so. The transit properties <laughs> of tables. But if you want to be a bad, brave bitch like our Jamie, who would sit openly in a cafe and do tarot readings, which I, I was terrified. I was terrified. I was like, I, yeah, I but baby, being brave is being scared mm. of doing it anyway. That's why you're, yeah, fucking I mean, hero. like sometimes, so, so, whatever, sometimes you, yeah, there's, <laughs> I think that life is measured sometimes and your amount of bravery and then also the results of it. So like, if I was like, I've had that where I've met my tarot clients in coffee shops, you know, Mm -hmm. um, before I had the option of, you know, phone readings or Skype readings or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there were, there were one of two sets of people. There were people, you know, interrupting so that they could be next or there were people that were like this mm-hmm. and holding up the the cross, the sign of the cross at me while yeah. going to the other side of the coffee house, you know? Well, you know, and I think a lot of it is age. Like I, there was a time where I did do coffee readings, but I was married and I had a good support system. Like I, I did coffee shop readings um, mostly after I met Joe because he's my, he's, he's my, my everything. He's the rock I stand on, you know? And, um, and I don't think I felt comfortable enough before that because I didn't feel safe. And now, um, some, I had this shirt on the other day that said something like you picked the wrong witch or something. And so I was like, is that shirt about witches? And I like, <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of smiled at him and I was like, say something else. <laughs> I would love to see it, but I want to, I want to end this, but I want to end with this, uh, this line from Hannah Gadsby. And it's resonant. I'm going to see if I can look it up really quick. Um, But it resonates with me because a lot of, you know, I have a lot of bonus kids and I talk to a lot of teenagers and I do readings for a lot of teenagers. Um, But the thing that always gets me is that the expectations of an adult are laid on a child. Um, And um, that's not fair. Even if you're 17, even if you're 20, even if you're 40, um, you cannot (laughs) lay even like, like you, you can't lay, um, you can't lay the expectations like of being a badass grown up, a woman in her prime on a 17 year old. That's not fair. So for, so I want to tell readers who've been reading longer, right. You need to look out for these little witches. Our jobs, particularly as middle-aged white women, is to be meat shields for people who are who might be in, um, on the fringes or be in danger from other folks. That's our job is to protect. So I want to read this quote because this is this is what our job is as older terror readings. I am in my prime. You know, as a 47-year-old woman, and you guys are right around my age or the same, depending on the month, right? Here's what Hannah Gadby said. I am in my prime. Would you test your strength out on me? There is no way anyone would dare test their strength out on me because you all know there is nothing stronger than a broken woman who has rebuilt herself. 
And so for our young witches and our young tarot readers, we will carry that weight for you. You don't need to be out. You don't need to be proud. You don't need to be anything but safe. That's it. You need to be safe. So um, if you don't feel like being a target, tuck it away like I did and and be chill with it like Hillary did. And if you feel like being brave some days, pull them out like Jamie did. But make sure that you're safe, you know, and let the weight of the responsibility of changing the stigma of tarot and witchcraft land on us because we can fucking take it. You're not email us, email us. If you want to feel weird or you want to feel witchy or you want to talk about tarot or witchcraft or, you know, feeling othered or feeling bullied, you know, our email inbox is always open for you and we will. Or coming out. out. I hereby invite anybody who can't come out to go on my list of seven and I will, I will come out for you. I do want to add, have a final word. in. Please use the email. Please use the suicide prevention hotline. Talk to somebody that you know implicitly that you can trust because don't keep it all in your head. This stuff, I tried to do that mm-hmm. in high school and it almost killed me. The weight of all that stuff when you bottle it up in your brain is is met. Ma- mm-hmm. It's yeah, it it's gets heavy. Very so heavy. we are like Melissa and Hillary said, we are here. Our email is here. I I check it every day. And we go through many of these mm-hmm. messages and some of them might turn into episodes as you've heard. Some of them won't. Some yeah. of them will just write back to you I and say, I hear you. So, you know, as long as it is an, an, uh, an urgent, you know, need and not an emergent need. If it's an emergency, you call that hotline and stick around. If it's an urgent need and you just need someone to hear you, we all got ears. All right. So. That's all we're going to say about that. But please stay safe and remember that you are so precious and so big and so beautiful that we can all see you from space. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.